Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. So I've got a really cool guest, guys, an up-and-coming superstar. That's right. And I love his name. He goes by Doric. Hello, Doric. Hi, it's uh, Doric. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, Florida's beautiful over here in Orlando. Oh, are you May? Listen, it's freezing here, okay? You had to say that, right? <laughs> So, you know what's so funny? I'm laughing because it's April here, okay? And it's freezing, it's raining, it's horrible. And the first thing you say is how beautiful it's there. Well, I'm very happy for you that it's beautiful in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So, Doric, you have a really cool background. You have an identical twin brother. Yep, yeah, actually, yeah, his name is Evan. Um, he's an amazing producer as well. He actually is is, um, fine, is about to, you know, break uh, break through to some really amazing um, you know, connections in you know L.A. as well, and hopefully as well New York. So, as a producer, he's amazing. So, in your family, you have two sets of twins. Yep. That's yep. wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really cool. Um, so we're we're the youngest of of two sets of twins, and it's my brother Chris and Danielle. And they're fraternal, and me and my brother Evan are identical. And we've got one brother, Rory, in the middle. And uh, it's interesting. I'd say there, there must be there some, has to be some sort of saying that the the brother or the sibling that does not have a twin in the family it probably gets married first because you know they didn't have anyone to hang out with. Oh. <laughs> So I have to ask you something about that because I've always been fascinated with twins. I always used to say growing up, I I wish I had an identical twin so I could mess with teachers, my parents, and boyfriends. Yeah. Did you do those things? Um, a, a few times, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we didn't get to as much as I wanted to because uh, we were both shy in the beginning, but um, he was a little more shy. Um, and there was one time where I was like, hey, let's, let's try this to fool this um teacher and uh, he, he didn't want to do it i was like oh, yeah. so, <laughs> oh my goodness I, yeah i was not shy i would have had a blast growing up okay hmm. you could have been my twin eh? <laughs> okay we would have fun all right so yeah. now all most of you are all musically inclined um yes we are actually so um we all every every one of us um sing so there's a total of seven of us five kids and um our two parents and so seven and they all sing. Um, when we were kids growing up, um, and we were the youngest ones, um, our parents actually were called the Duvals, and they um, went around singing and uh, yeah, and performing like the whole family. And we were we were too young to get a chance to perform with them, but we were in the pictures. And then um, yeah, so. that's like so beautiful. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Do they all continue to sing? I mean. Um, some of them, yeah, some of them do. Like, I would say, like, half. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, um, growing up, who were your influences? Um, let's see. Um, well, actually, my mom um, was definitely one, um, and she's amazing. And uh, and, and uh, my older brother, Chris, who's an amazing songwriter. And, um, of course, they're just different artists. But uh, my artist taste has, has changed because... You know, as a songwriter and a producer, you got to always stay with the current times, and and so I'm always like trying to have different interests and different um, amazing favorite artists. So current is Skrillex as a producer. Um, but growing up, what kind of music did you like? Who was one of your favorite artists growing oh, nice. up? Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, let's see. Um, But I mean, yeah. what kind um, of music did you love when you were growing up? Oh, that's oh right on. Yeah, actually, yeah, because obviously genres change. Um, I liked uh, stuff like, that was kind of a little bit more um, more edgy, um, more alternative, um, more rock stuff as, as well. Okay. And then um, I would say um, like alternative style, and then then kind of in the middle, um, my my 
I would say my chemical romance was one that I just used to blast a lot. Um, like, yeah, so, um, yeah. So I now, and the used and stuff. Now it's changed over the years, obviously. Yeah, yeah, because you kind of honestly, I think if you stay in one style, a lot of times it just kind of, after a long time, kind of gets, you know, boring, so it's nice to switch it up. So um, I felt also that my calling musically and as a singer and performer, that my, I'm just finally doing what I was meant to do, like style-wise. It's really cool, kind of takes time. So now, what's your style? What would you call it? Nice, nice. Um, so, um, my style and my, like, it is basically, like, a mix between, like, pop and, uh, like, tasteful trap. Okay. And EDM as well. And, yeah, stuff like that. So, but, but, but speak my language. Like, I'm not sure of those groups. So what, what would you consider the genre of that? What would you consider that style of music? Um, okay, um, it's a mix of R&B okay. to, um, pop and dance music. Okay, I get that. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, I love that. I love all of that. Nice, yeah. I love entertaining the crowd, like, that's really uh, important to me, and I had so many compliments last night, um, when I actually, uh, did a DJ gig. And, oh, yeah, tell uh, us all about that, yes. Oh, nice. So, um, so I took... 2020, um, and I was not only focusing on um, bettering myself in just every area I could kind of think of, but also, you know, I was focusing on um, really finding uh, what I wanted to do style-wise and put my show together musically. And uh, so I basically, um, I ended up buying um, a, uh, I had a one DJ board, and then then it was time for me to upgrade to uh, uh, even nicer one because I wanted to learn on, on ones that like major DJs play at like EDC and major festivals. Okay. And um, so I bought that, um, and I focused on getting all the songs I needed um, through a, a website called BPM Supreme, which is amazing. So for music, DJ music, um, and um, I focused on. I was like, all right, what songs did you know? What kind of songs do DJs play? How do they mix them? I went on YouTube. I call it YouTube College. <laughs> so uh, I went on there and studied. You know, I took time, and just you have to take time for yourself if you want to better yourself in a certain area. And I went on there, YouTube, and, and basically studied every single thing possible. I, I saved pl- uh, uh, playlists and things like that, to, you know, what I would like. And you just kind of, the more that you focus on what you want to do and listen to it and learn, um, you can better yourself. And, <clears throat> and that's kind of what I did. Now I'm mixing the idea of DJing, and singing live also not every song but um yeah it's something special that was kind of a hint of what my show is going to be like so throwing i have two remixes and putting all that together live for my fans as, with a sick like intro um and uh hopefully on big stages and lots of cool lights for the fans and shows and sounds good um and then i'll be rocking the stage singing as well so so, okay. So, so wait, so let me understand this a little bit better. So when you say DJ mixing with singing and all that, you don't yeah. mean that on stage. You mean like, yeah. yes, on stage. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool because not a lot of people, um, not a lot of people do that. Right. And because you have two, you have multiple things. You've got, um, you have DJs that only stay behind the DJ board. Yeah. Um, but I look at it like this. So I was a drummer before I was a singer, right? And I played like House of Blues and Hard Rock as a drummer, and I was—it's a big stage, so you're really far back if you're on a drum kit. And I was—I felt so disconnected, or not—I was just too far from the fans, and um, and so it's nice because I wanted—I wanted to just not only connect with my fans, but I want to kind of see their faces and see the smiles, like see the connection that I have and the joy that I've brought, you know, them. And so it's nice to now I get to be in the front of the stage and just rock with the crowd and have a good time. Like so, wait, so, okay, so you mean you'll actually be on the stage with your DJ equipment, DJing yep. and singing and entertaining. Yep. That is so like, cool. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's So I, I had to take time to study to get the right gear, um, quality sounds, super high, like high quality uh, music as well. 
And I, I was excited. I had such a breakthrough last night at my gig, like a great one. When you're working so hard and you're feeling like you work so hard to put hours in time and you feel like, um, wow, I don't feel like I'm progressing as much in this area. But last night was such a beautiful breakthrough. I had so many compliments. And I did like one of my first and second live remixes where you put, you have one song starting and then you have a, you cue the build, which is dun, 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 dun. And it, it cued like, um, perfectly and then one, the next time it didn't but it's a, it was still amazing but yeah it was a special moment now okay that sounds ridiculously cool to me so <laughs> yeah. now let me ask you this when you when you're going to be playing music will it be different people's music or your music only or what are you going to do um it's really cool so I ha- actually that, that's the one question when you become a DJ as well is you have to kind of find out um, that's what I was like, because it doesn't specifically say it as much on the internet, on web, on, on YouTube and stuff. That hey, you know, um, you know, as a DJ, do I just play other people's music, or I mean, I knew not to just do that, but or do I only play my own? But actually, a DJ, the origins origins of a DJ come from like record players and yeah. basically playing. Um, it's really cool. What they did was they complemented the artist's song by by making it something new and special and that's why the fans love it too is because they they twisted the song around and made it something special and so i'll be playing um remixes um of my favorite remixes and also my remixes that i i add into um songs and and stuff over on the top of like even a classic song you know that you can actually add um remixes so it's yeah it's it's a mix of other people's just basically the fans favorite songs and my favorite songs and new songs I like to share and then my original stuff as well so what's brilliant about that for me okay because I'm a little bit older and I grew I mean I'm 60 so I'm not really old um but I I always say I was born too late because my favorite music was Elvis and doo-wop and oldies okay but I also grew up with rock and roll I I actually have two black and whites that I drew to get into art school in New York in 79 of Jethro Tull and Kansas. So, I mean, I, I've listened to a lot of rock, you know, and I've been to most of the concerts and Little Feet. And so I, I love music. But what's really cool about what you're doing is back in the day, we couldn't just mix somebody's songs. The technology wasn't what you have now. So that's brilliant to me, and that takes a lot of time and effort and learning, right? Yeah, you got to just sit down and focus, and, and not be too distracted with a lot of things. So, so if you were gonna if you were gonna do one song, like take a few different things and, and put them together, whatever you know your thing, right? About how long would that take to do one incredible remix? Okay. That's cool because this is a perfect time to ask that because oh. um, <laughs> yeah, it really it really is just in general in in, in the moment in in life and my um, my path right now because of learning and knowledge. Um, okay, it's really cool because I was able to. Um, it's it's all about the right proper tools to do the job and to do music and um, I use Serato DJ Pro um, with my uh, DJ One Thousand SRT. Um, DJ board, that's what it is, for the tech people out there, yeah, it's okay, you don't have to do it, Yeah. <laughs> um, it's my DJ board, my DJ controller, um, so like, the combination with the right software, that's so important, because um, it's important to invest in yourself, invest time and money into what you want to do, by not having the cheapest stuff, having, you know, stuff that's good quality, so I basically use that program, and that program is nice, because you can analyze all the songs. You just click a button and it just analyzes all the songs. It tells you the tempo of the <gasps> song and it tells you the key of each song. And so it's like, it's a beautiful thing. It's like a secret code like the DJs have. It's so amazing. And yep, and then you can just mix those together. And not every song that says it's the right tempo or uh, or the same key is going to work because, yeah, it's it's nice. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing skill that a lot of people who think DJs don't do a lot um, you know, they're actually, it's amazing. It's actually a very, very fun thing. So, well, I never thought DJs don't do a lot. Um, oh, I, right, right, right. 
forever. I had a friend back in the eighties and nineties who was a DJ for our local clubs. He's gone now, unfortunately, um, from cancer, rest in peace. But he was one of the, like, Mercer County's DJs, you know? And I used to watch him with just the records and stuff and think, I could never do that. So I've never thought that. Right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I never thought that either. But I know some people are critics, and they're like, you know, they're just... They're not. They're just turning knobs, but um, it's they don't realize that it's something special that like the DJ has with their DJ board or their um, the connection that they have with their turntables or whatever. It's amazing. Well, uh, because go we're ahead. In control of the, the emotions of the fans and the feeling and the energy and the love uh, that once that makes them want to dance, and it's something that I've found more lately is, is special. Well, I'm gonna say something. Anyone who ever says that to you or thinks that. They're lying and they're jealous because they couldn't do it. Okay, that's how I feel about that. Because there's yeah. no way we could right. watch you and think, oh, yeah, you're just turning knobs. No. <laughs> yep. They were too scared to try. To yes. So yes. They, they, they find comfort in, in that and, and talking about others that way. So exactly, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Doric, the name. I love oh, it. Yeah, it's Doric. It's, it's like turntable. Doric, Doric. So, um, can you talk about, like, that? Is that, like, is that your real name? Is that the name you chose? Oh, like, yeah. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course. Um, I'm just, just like, uh, Skrillex, his name, real name is Sonny. He's awesome, dude. Um, yeah. hopefully I'll meet him one day. He just seems super cool. Um, and I'd love to work with him. Anyway. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, so my real name is Eric, and I... Like years ago, when I was writing a song with my um, my sister was in the room. This is when I was living with my mom, and uh, my sister was in the kitchen, and um, and I was sitting in one of the recliner chairs, and I was writing a song. My sister was kind of be like, "Oh, this is cool. Maybe this will be a cool lyric or this." And we kind of I went through a, um, a falling out with um, a band when I was a drummer, and this was the transition of me going from a drummer to what I didn't know. Eventually, I'd become a singer. And I was sitting there, and my sister walked out. She came up to me, and I kind of took a break for a second. And she goes, "You know, you should have like a like a, a stage name, or you know, something okay. like that, like okay. alter, like alter ego, like Superman, yeah. you know, Clark Kent." And so we talked about it, and she actually like was the one that I don't know. She just kind of came up with that name, and so I didn't even come up with it, and uh, it was really cool. Yeah, it sure. is very cool, and I love it. Yeah, because people I, I, will remember that. Yeah, and it's nice because sometimes you have to have um, for us to to build some confidence in a, a shy people because I was shy when I was young. Um, to build some confidence, sometimes you have to have like almost like a um, like I said, like an alter ego like name, like a man. Like you got to have this this name that you give yourself that it's almost like it's okay. It's not me right now. It's something even better that I can become and yeah so the moment I hit stage as, as Durek it's something special so. that is very special so um, what I want to I look for you in the center of the sun I took a pill but didn't help me numb I see your face even when my eyes are shut but I never really know where to find you I taste the words that keep falling out your mouth You got a lot you can never figure out If I could hold you then I'll never put you down But I never even know just where to find you
incredible mix tell us about this mix awesome thank you um so i wanted to oh this is really cool so um so this was the beginning of 2020 i would say march april kind of when things were shutting down and i was really kind of focused on i was like okay i gotta do something awesome and and you know i don't know what it would be i was playing a few chords on my uh on my midi keyboard and i was like i go i was like ding ding like that and I, then I was like you know I didn't know the words I was like I just had that melody in my head um, and I was like oh wait um, there's a moment where I can either try to write or write a, an original song and come up with you know melodies and different things like that from the inspiration of the melody of the Nick Jonas song or I can you know do my first remix because that's something I wanted to do and so I chose to to put time into doing a, a remix and so I went online um, and I got the acapella vocals for Nick Jonas's Nick Jonas find you and uh, yeah I just basically tasted the his vocal in able uh, in um, the program I'm using and uh, then I just started producing around it and started with the keys the chords the piano and then I just did the drums and the bass and, and everything. And I just I just put the time into it. And I even mixed that myself. Um, I want to add a little more low end. But things like that, besides that, um, yeah. That is cool. so cool. I'm like yeah. super impressed, kiddo. I'm calling you kiddo. You're not a kid. But I'm super yeah, impressed, yeah. man. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, thank you. That should be my, my, my uh, DJ name, Derek Kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I call it. Listen, I'll call somebody 80 years old, kiddo, and they smile, you know? <laughs> That's my thing. Um, all right, so now let's give a shout out to Paula. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> yeah, Paula's amazing. Um, Paula, you're amazing. Um, she's been a, a huge blessing. Um, getting me like such amazing things and connections with people, and um, it's just I, I do feel blessed. Um, she's my manager and, and uh, an amazing, uh, amazing human. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Yes, I I love her. Yes, she has. She brought me you. She brought me so many others, and I've got so many more that I'm going to be interviewing. She's just amazing. I love her. Thank you, Paula. So, so um, okay. So a couple things. I think I'm saying your name wrong. It's not Doric. It's Durick. Perfect. Yes. yes oh, yes. perfect. Like a, I got a perfect like a turntable. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm not into the turntable thing, but Durick. Gotcha. I love it. So I want you to know that I got some texts from, are you ready? Australia's listening. Shirley from Hong Kong is laying in her bed listening. Okay. I've got Ireland in the house, baby. Ellie, I've, I've got Lagos, Nigeria in the house. Okay. So where are you from? Give me your background. Okay. Um, so me and my twin brother, Evan, we're, uh, we're born in Boston, Massachusetts, in Boston. <laughs> Boston, and, uh, I love it. Boston people out there. Um, 
and uh, we we didn't live there for a very long time. We uh, were born there, and uh, well, as a kid, you don't really remember when how long you're there. But um, we lived with um, in uh, Lawrence for a little while, Lawrence, Massachusetts, and then um, and then we moved to New York um, and the mount- the mountains of New York, and we were raised um, by a, a mix of um, Albany, New York, for six years. And a lot of snow, a lot of snow, a lot of shoveling snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. My mom would be like, it's like six in the morning. I think we had to go to school at like seven or something or 7.30. She's like, you guys got to get up. I'm like, why? It's early. <laughs> She's like, you got to shovel the, the, the driveway. We had to shovel because the snow plow would actually like push the snow like in front of the driveway. And we're like, come on. Man. And so we'd have to actually just to get the car out, we'd have to like get up early and shovel like that just the mom so my mom could drive us to, to school <laughs> and if she didn't drive us to school then we were taking the bus and to take the bus you got gel in your hair like <laughs> we had like a spiked haircut and we were like waiting at the bus and it's and literally because we had gel in our hair it would like it would freeze so, <laughs> super spikes that's before uh gotta be glued spray oh my gosh yeah that was the od gotta be glued spray to steer the bus stop yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. So that's so funny. I owned a beauty salon, a couple of them back in the eighties and nineties. So I know what that was like. And my grandson is now 20. He's in college. But when he, the day before fourth, third grade, I said, come on, let's get, go get your haircuts. So had my friend give him a mohawk. He loved it. My daughter came home and just laughed because she knows I'm nuts. And he had this mohawk with the gel in it spiked up and he gets on the school bus and there I am taking photos and I hear all the kids yelling, cool kid, cool kid. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So it was cool. That's always good. Like, I think like when, when I have kids, I want to like, because uh, I was like, I was as a kid growing up, I was cool like with honestly i wasn't part of one group um i was like honestly part of i'd say everyone you know yeah. the, the cool kids and yeah the bullies the, you know everybody just everybody like you know um i was part of like all the groups and i just didn't want to be in one one specific group um and i think i don't know i think that's something in me that has like a connection with like all my fans because right. i i want to bring everybody together of all genres of music and that's why, yes. why i'm doing what i do yeah. you know what i was the same kid I was friends with everyone, the drug addicts, the bullies. I would, I would smack them if they bullied anyone with the cheerleaders, heck with yeah. the, yeah, heck yeah. Superhero. Over yeah. Here. Yes. You know, I loved it. And you know, here I am and I'm the same person today, nice. you know, and that's so awesome. are you. And that's why I think I connected with you. I think you're a beautiful, right. amazing person, man. I feel that. Thank you. Same. Oh, wow. So, all right. So now I have a couple questions for you now. When you played the drums, I want to talk about that a little bit and how old you were and all that when you started. But um, did you play any other instruments as well when you were young? Um, no, actually, I, I my main focus was um, was drums um, in the beginning. Yeah, because I like I dabbled on piano, but my brother Evan his his amazing at piano, and so his instrument was piano, and mine was drums, and uh, so I. That's what I did, um, and I thought that's what like I thought that's all I wanted to do. When you when you think you only have one talent, or you think that's the only talent you're going to have in the moment, that's all I thought I wanted to be. I was like, oh, I love drums; it was awesome, and so I focused so much, and I got a drum endorsement through a company called Ayot, which is like almost like D D W. I worked hard and got that, and uh, yeah, and then I through different paths in life I you know eventually became um focused on my vocals and and every detail and songwriting and and uh became a singer and songwriter and live performer as well so So now let me ask you this when did you when did you know you could sing and wanted to okay um let's see well like as a child we we started doing like harmonies with our family Okay. They came in the in the room and they would sing and me and my two and brother had we had bunk beds and they they'd sing to us and we'd start doing harmonies and um and uh, so we kind of sang with our family there you know we're like eh, 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 you know so like that like just little cute things and 
I didn't know specifically that I wanted to be a singer at that at like that young of an age, but um, it moment that I knew that my my calling was a, was a singer, um, and that I wanted to work for it was after being in a band for as a drummer uh, for four years, and um, and it, it didn't work out, okay. you know, through through different uh, things, and after recording like an album and all stuff like that. Um, I, what, there was a, a middle ground that I went through of, like, you know, of uh, a struggle, and it was really tough, because we, to be real, we, we all go through tough times when we're in a confident situation, and then all of a sudden that, that ground kind of, you know, crumbles beneath us, and so there's the, the middle point where you're like, oh, man, what, you know, what am I going to do musically? Am I going to have to just, like focus and get a, you know, um, a regular different type of job, or, or am I going to be able to keep doing music, what I love, you know, because you want to still be able to do what you love, and there was a moment where I was auditioning as a drummer for different bands, I even, like, um, my girlfriend at the time, she, uh, she said, hey, she helped me, like, um, she went to, like, Virginia or something, and I flew over there and did some auditions as a drummer, and there was one Beatles-sounding band, and I was like, oh, that's not my genre, I love Beatles, but I was like, that's you know not my genre and there was a time where I just auditioned for a bunch of different bands and I wasn't feeling it and then the ones that I was feeling weren't feeling me and I was like ah and so that's just how it is but you still have to you know stay focused and and the right things will happen you know so stay driven and stay positive and uh, then I uh, I got my friend Andy Anderson who produced Stranded um, amazing he actually has been a family friend for a very long time. And he, I think he called me and said, hey, um, Derek, I've got, uh, there, there was a band that is signed to RCA Records and they, their singer had passed away from, uh, like, from was a drug and alcohol, like, uh, abuse, uh, car accident, basically. Like, okay. And so they had been without a singer for a year um, and I, I told Andy, I was like, I was like, I'll audition, but I was like, but you know that I'm not like, um, you know, I wasn't trained yet to be a lead singer and to do that stuff, but you still have to try. Cause if you don't try, you will never know. And so, yeah, so I tried it. I went in the studio and recorded like three of the songs of the band and, and the songs were beautiful. They were amazing. It was like a rock. It was like, you have beautiful feelings and I want uh, it was a beautiful like rock thing and I was like wow it's really nice and um, I was hoping to get the thing I didn't get it one of the producers there's two producers that were that would make the call if I was going to be the singer of that band um, and one loved my voice and then the other just he said well you know it's not really right fit so I didn't get that but it's okay because it wasn't the end of my story it was only the beginning um, so it's really cool because it's like Basically, that was the beginning of, of Durek, you know, that like of that path, and uh, it just inspired me to something spark, something special, to focus and write songs. And I wrote my first song called "Can I Be," um, and uh, yeah, it was neat. What I was, it. What was that song about? Um, I wanted to kind of write a, uh, a kind of a love song, but not like, well, just more like a. Instead of writing a negative song, I want to write more of a positive song um, about about um, relationships. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I wrote that about, um, the words were, uh, I'll see if I remember it, but it was like, Can I be the one that you can't live without? Can't you see that I want? Shy and tame your heart, I can be the one. Yeah, something like that. So it was something really cool, romantic, you know? Um, and I, it was, like I said, like the connection of me and my DJ board and all that, and the connection of me and the DJ music setup, I had that same connection with just, I went, um, uh, with me and the, the acoustic guitar that my sister let me borrow. Um, and I took the, you know, in apartment complexes, they have mm -hmm. the workout room. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I had a key to the workout room and, uh, cause you need solitude when you're working on music a lot of times. So I went into the workout room. It was like from 12 
a.m. or 1 a.m., just really late, till like 8 a.m., and I I wrote my first song, uh, whether it was one day or more. But, uh, yeah, I got my paper, like my pad and pencil. I recommend pencil because you can erase and write a new word. And I stayed there, and I put the time in and the heart and soul, and I wrote that. And, and then I kept writing other songs and just keep writing other songs, um, and, yeah. Connection. Do you know what's amazing about what you just said? So you just said something that I didn't think I'd ever hear anyone say to me, that you took your paper and pencil. Because yeah. I'm going to share something with you. I wrote a book, my book, I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumb ass. Because yeah, 30 years ago, Dirk, um, I was a dumb ass. And this July, I will be celebrating 30 years of being a smart ass. And oh, I, I wrote it with a pad and pencil. Mm. And people were like, you yeah. hand wrote it? I said, that's what I do. So hearing you say that is amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. And that's, that, what you just said is amazing too. That's, that's beautiful. That's a <sighs> special thing. There's something, isn't there something special about like, um, there's such a freedom about being a writer that you and your pencil like it can go on any journey you want and and you're the one in control of that and you know it's, it's just a special thing you know i want to i want to say something about that and then i want to read something for you guys um you know i'm an artist as well i went to art school in 79 and in new york school of visual arts and Everything, of course, was hands-on, and I had to do a self-portrait to even get in the school. Things were different back then. They were, they were only allowing 1,200 students out of, like, 5,000. And my art teacher gave me four art classes that year to make sure I got in. And we had to do a lot of black and whites. Years later, um, I'm also a vegan chef, and when I went to vegan uh, nutritional school in New York, I'm on the on a train and this young man had an SVA portfolio and I said to him, is anything hands-on anymore? And he said, unfortunately not. Everything is virtual, even like all the art, everything. That broke my heart. That absolutely broke my heart. Um, I want to read a poem out of my book and there's a reason why and then we're going to talk about this because your bio says music can save the world, and I agree with you. And I want to share a poem, and then I want to say something about musicians, okay, and DJs. Guys, this has been a very tough year for everyone. And I know people personally who have tried to commit suicide, and one succeeded and two did not, thank God. So this is for anyone out there struggling, whether it be with just depression or health or addiction, I'm here to help you free of charge. I'm a nutritional health coach. I'm a recovery coach. Just reach out to me, please. Okay. And this poem I hope can encourage anyone out there. It's called put down the gun. I had to have this purple gun just in case my life was done. I kept it safe locked in my room because I was filled with gloom and doom. Yes, there were times that I just knew if I loaded it up what I could do, but I kept on hearing that gentle voice, put down that gun, you have that choice. Life may seem hard at the end of the day, but that's when you need to really pray. Dear Father, I beg you to show me the truth. How can life be so bad when I'm only a youth? Get rid of that gun and go take a shower. Ask someone for help, you do have that power. Guys, there's always someone out there ready to listen and help you. Please ask for help. And Dirk, the reason I wanted to read that was because I I read in your uh, bio, music can save the world. Not only do I agree with that, I want to give a couple shout outs. Everyone in the chat room, hello. I want to give a shout out to Babalu, who's always front and center in that chat room. Okay. He's always the first one in there. But I want to say thank you to the owners of RTR, Angel and Steve Soskin, because Here's the thing. Without RTR, we wouldn't have this platform and we wouldn't be doing this right now. And I want to say thank you to all the essential workers who you know who you are, but musicians as well. Musicians and incredible DJs. Um, and I'm not a DJ. I'm a talk show host. So I'm talking about DJs out there that put out this music and all these musicians. So, so Dirk, I want to say thank you to you as well, because what you're doing is saving lives, especially through this past year, sweetheart. Yes, thank you. 
So oh, beautiful poems. That was amazing. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Talk about yeah. music can save the world. Talk about that. Yeah, it's it's cool because um, I my going through twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one uh, for me personally. Um, I before twenty twenty, I I know that music can save the world, and that's amazing. And that's actually it was on a uh, it was on a uh, not a picture, but like almost like a poster that my mom gave me um, that was in glass. Uh, it said, "Music can save the world," and so I. I have that hang up in my house, and it's something special, and I believe it. I, I agree also, with you. Some, something new, a transition from that was through 2020, music can heal the world. Yes. You know, and that's something even on a deeper level that we all, like, I feel like could relate to, because I had um, the song that, uh, that I wrote before uh, with my band Caffin called Stay, and it's um, it was about um, it was about uh, it's about people going through like um, cancer and and different things like that to, to help them. And I had uh, one of my fans uh, message me that I you know I, I was I don't mind talking to my fans to say hi and everything you know if anytime they want to message me I'm, I'm always going to try to you know respond as much as quick as possible. And uh, this one fan she said. She said, "Your music helped me through the beginning stages of uh, of cancer, and uh, I'm cancer free." And I was like, "Wow!" Like from that moment, I was like, "Wow!" You know, so that was something super special. Because um, that's all I really want to do with, with music. I want to like that's why I love to perform and just put on a show because something, you know, to get people, um, you know, out of their everyday um, thoughts, out of their everyday negativity thoughts or anxiety. I want them only to think about the moment of freedom and happiness right? and healing and healing. So yeah, so right. pretty cool. So can't save the world, there in the chat room, Karen's saying great job. Babalu is saying you've Thank really you. got your act together. Great job. And, and you do. Babalu, baby. Babalu. We love it. <laughs> I love her name. That's amazing. Okay. That's so great. Um, Be by my side in the middle, in the middle of the night. I know. 
Absolutely beautiful. Dirk, tell us about this song. Cool. Yeah, thank you all for listening. That's amazing. Um, I literally love my fans. It's, it's a blessing. New fans, everybody. Um, so it's something special on the song because I, I didn't actually know that this song would be mine. Um, I went into the studio because I do studio songwriting and as well. And I went into um, an amazing studio, um, Andy Anderson and Adrian Baza. Um, the studio is called VRS Orlando Studio. And they, so shout out to those guys, they're amazing, um, they're amazing. Um, so I went in, they're like, hey, we've got this, we've got this song, we'd love to like, you know, have your, have your vocals on it, and, and your, and your opinions on the, on the lyrics and stuff. So I went in, and um, sat down on the couch, and I got my pencil and, and paper, and, um, you know, they had like, there was only like, uh, the, the verses, and like, maybe like, part of the other, like, the stranded part. And I took the verses and I kind of I reworked them, and then I also, uh, you know, ended up doing the, you know, never wanna let you go, you know, like that, because I wanted it to to go even bigger and further um, into the heart, you know, stuff like that, you know, with that. So yeah, so I put my all into it, um, and then uh, like I'd say a year later, I didn't realize um, through the perfect timing. Um, I, I was like, hey, Andy, I was like, because um, everyone was like, man, we love this song, and my family loved it, and, like, my friends, and, and Paula loves it, and I was like, hey, I was like, Andy, it was like, bro, man, I, I feel like this song is mine, and he goes, like, Andy, he's so amazing, um, Andy goes, he goes, he goes, um, he said, basically, that, uh, um, he, he said, uh, my brother's here. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my twin. But, um, <laughs> hi, twin. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was in, um, so in the studio, basically, uh, like Andy said, uh, he's like, you know what? He's like, I, cause I was like, hey, I, you know, I, I feel like this song would be, you know, amazing as, as my song. And he goes, you know, he's like, I always knew that, that this song was yours. And I was like, wow. It's something, yeah. So he he knew the song would be mine, and I was like, it's just that awesome connection. And so, yeah, beautiful. that's how that song kind of became. So, so. beautiful, Dirk. So, tell everyone now. We're coming to close to the close of the show. Tell everyone now, like how to get in touch with you. What whatever you want to promote, do it right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't have a record label right now. Um. Uh. Yeah. But I have my beautiful, amazing. Um, management company um a blaze blaze entertainment um and uh, paula she's amazing um so my fans and you um jerry everyone like are my basically like my record my record label so um my record company so by word of mouth telling everybody about the music and stuff yep. you know that's my fans are my my heart you know so basically um you know make sure you follow me on on instagram it's a uh, Durek official. That's D U R I K dot official. Um, pretty much everywhere else, Durek official, D U R I K official. But I made it easy for everyone. Um, so go to Instagram once you follow that. The link in the bio. Click that, and that has all my links. It has YouTube and um, Spotify. Um, also, make sure that you take time to follow the Spotify because um, the more um, people on there. That, better and i can uh spread the word as well so um add, add stranded to spotify playlists and you know tell your friends about it and uh yeah enjoy the music so very cool for everyone that just joined the chat room karen she's saying interesting interview you have to listen from the beginning what this what this guy does is very different than other entertainers 
He is a singer, songwriter, DJ, and he's on stage mixing, DJing, dancing, singing, and incredible. So something that's very different, very unique, and very incredible. Wow. So I want to take this time now to say thank you to everyone out there for listening. I want to say thank you again to Remember Then Radio for this incredible platform, everyone in the chat room. And um, I want to say thank you to Dirk. I want to say that I think you are an incredible young man, and I think what you're doing is unbelievable, and you are absolutely going to be a superstar. Thank you so much. Um, Do you want to say anything inspirational? We have a couple more minutes to your fans out there, giving them a little bit of hope. I sure do. I sure do. Um, there's okay. So there's a lot of people out there, like even musicians, and <clears throat> that do struggle with like you know ADD and yep. like focusing on what they need to focus on. Um, and I've actually been, you know, really trying to take time and and focus on what I need to focus on as well. Because <clears throat> as a musician, that's kind of like how how it is. Um, but just uh, thing in life, if you want to do something in life. Um, the best way to do it is to do it, is to sit down and just take the time you need to do it. Um, my brother told me this amazing thing where, uh, like 20 X 20 is where you can, um, you take, instead of thinking of things, of things, you know, the pile of things that you have to do as a mountain, just take 20 minutes to do one thing and then 20 minutes to do another thing. And then it's easier. So I've been also reading more because people are like, hey, you know, the more you read, the better your, you know, lyrics and stuff can be and stuff. And so I've been focusing on reading and uh, getting outside. As a musician, we stay inside too much. But yeah, focus on yourself, bettering yourself and love yourself. Beautiful. And uh, surround yourself with positive, driven people. Beautiful. Derek, thank you, sweetheart. Uh, what an incredible interview. I know you're going to listen. You're a superstar already. And thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to close out with my theme song, everyone. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. When you don't know just what to do Just what to do, just what to do If what you're feeling is really true It's really true, is it really true? Just keep your ideas safe and sound Safe and sound, safe and sound That's exactly how change is found Change is found, change is found I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass And in time this too shall pass I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Jerry Petito taught the class I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Loves the answer, the greener grass One day at a time, free at last.